0: Curious curious, naked naked, diatribes. diatribes. Curious naked diatribes. Curious curious, naked diatribes. diatribes.
1: I just
2: don't want any more kids to die. I have a hard time even finding the right word for it. Cease fire.
0: you Ceasefire. Now ceasefire. Now ceasefire. Now ceasefire. Now what Cease Now! we Cease want? Ceasefire. What do we want it? What do we want? Ceasefire. What do we want it? Now! Now! We want it. Now! Now! What Israel is doing to Palestinians in Gaza must. And now. Israel and its Western supporters, mainly the United States, who has given Israel nearly $4 billion per year in military aid since 2019, can no longer hide this crime of genocide. The entire world is watching. And the world, through its member nations in the UN, resoundingly voted for an immediate ceasefire in Gaza. But the US, through its veto power in the UN, ignored the world majority. The entire world is watching. This crime of genocide has now been brought before the International Court of Justice by South Africa. The entire world is watching. And we will no longer remain silent while innocent people are massacred. For those listeners who are new to this horror unfolding on the world stage, This did not begin on October 7th, as Western pro-Israel corporate media would have you believe. And I realize that if you're a young person, or someone who doesn't know a great deal about Israel or Palestine, the task of informing yourself can be quite overwhelming. And the more you learn, the more questions you have. I don't claim to be an expert by any means, but I do recognize that what Israel is doing and has been doing to Palestinians not just since October 7th, but for decades, is indefensible and unforgivable. To call it ethnic cleansing is no longer the controversial statement it once was. And if you're someone listening who is still on the fence or defending what Israel's doing, I would say this. I will not recognize the humanity of anyone who would deny it to others. There's a clear power relationship that exists here that Western corporate media likes to erase. There is a clear pattern of Zionist racism from Israel that Western corporate media likes to erase. Palestinians are not calling for the extermination of Jews. They simply want to exist in peace and not under Israeli occupation. But if you listen to statements from certain Israeli officials calling Palestinians animals, savages, and the like. You really begin to see their true objectives and racist ideology. The number of Palestinians killed in Gaza is typically underreported in Western corporate media, but we know that it is now well over 20,000. As Israel continues to target and destroy hospitals, it is difficult to know how many bodies remain trapped under the rubble. Israel is also targeting journalists to minimize or eliminate reports and images coming from the ground. Here in the Western Hemisphere, simply scrolling through dozens upon dozens of posts on social media, or even posting, isn't enough to stop the killing. I decided to find a local action to take part in, a way to add my voice and my presence to the growing resistance worldwide. I found a march on the last day of 2023 in Denver, Colorado. Cease fire! We
3: want now! Cease fire! Now! So Cease what motivated what you do to be here now. today?
1: Um, to try all our efforts to stop what's happening in Gaza and Palestine. Um, I'm indigenous and so I, I feel like Seeing um, not only the murdering of civilians, but the direct deliberate attack on stuff like their history, libraries, um, mosques, all those very important things for their culture. I know my culture's been erased. I'm seeing it happen in real time to another culture and it breaks my heart.
3: Who do you think most needs to hear the message being delivered today?
1: at this point sadly our politicians um they are the ones that have the power to do stuff um, and so i think it's really important for all municipalities across our nation to rise up um, so we can push someone who has power in the right direction
3: a a lot of pro-palestinian supporters seem to be facing a lot of backlash and a lot of intimidation and things have you since that, or have you have you been open about how you feel about your? Oh
1: uh, uh, yeah, I'm very open about it. Um, I do everything I can to be as loud as I can in every aspect. Like I hang my flag in my car when I park places and stuff. I don't want this to not be something um, that people are seeing. I want to make it as obvious as possible. Um, I have gotten dirty looks. I have gotten people flipping me off <laughs> for having it, but you know what I. It's part of it. Yeah,
0: exactly.
1: I won't stop. Yeah. I doesn't. I so it doesn't matter how mean or you know people are gonna be. I'm gonna continue. I think this is just showing that it's you know eight weeks, two months out, and we're still trying to fight the good fight. And I just don't want any more kids to die.
3: What do you usually say uh, um, for people who are st- would maybe they would say they're on the fence or they're they're giving too much? Uh, to Israel, or the, the Israel position? What I mean, do you have something you, you say to them, or?
1: I would say to learn history, one of the books I'm reading right now is called The Hundred Years' War on Palestine by Rashid Khalidi, and he's a Palestinian historian, and he really kind of breaks hey, it down about how this has been a systematic issue for over a hundred years, and at the end of the day, this is colonialism.
2: What motivates you to be here today? basically it's just this is beyond inhumane at this point and it doesn't matter where you come from what color your skin is what religion or anything this is just i have a hard time even finding the right word for it it's just disgusting and i've seen the things that have happened the way whoever it is that controls our media and things you know like how they used 9-11 to really brainwash everyone and the festival over there enough journalists have really made it clear that it was not hamas that attacked the festival festival they're killing their own people just to have an excuse to blame it on hamas to try to Appear justified in their actions to the rest of the world and that's just beyond we, we just like it's yeah It's disgusting and it, it has to be shut down Somehow
3: are you hopeful that uh, enough of this pressure will eventually I mean I mean, get through to politicians
2: Basically at this point there was something that came out I can't remember who it was, but basically saying that at this point, the United States is completely isolating themselves from the entire rest of the world. Um, global politics are changing, organizations are changing, even like every country in the world is now bailing from using the US dollar for any trade whatsoever. And yeah, the US is about to completely isolate itself in this world on global policies and politics and everything. and. It, it, it apparently has to happen.
3: How did you discuss, I mean, how did you get it uh, interested or involved, or, or when did um, you begin to care about uh, the the issue?
2: My girlfriend is on TikTok and all that, and she slowly started following the journalists. I mean, quite a few of them were were um, people from Israel. Like the one guy was it Matas. Um, used to be a Zionist himself he grew up in Israel going to school in Israel and he slowly learned that it was all lies that they're being taught there because he was told if he was to cross over to Palestine that he'd be murdered on the spot and he went over there and everyone treated him with love everyone you know he had nothing but amazing great things to say about being in Palestine and the Palestinian people And then went back over to Israel and he's now, you know, an Israeli that's on the Free Palestine side. And he's been journaling a lot about a lot of this, but there's a lot of them. But they've already killed almost 200 of the journalists, you know, but it's it's very clear. They're targeting children and women and healthcare workers. And like, when has that been done? Even the Holy Crusades, they weren't that fucking brutal, you know.
0: In addition to protesters, I spoke with one of the organizers a young Palestinian man who grew up in Colorado after his family had fled their homeland.
4: So we are, uh, we're not directly, we're not Co-Palestine Co, but we work with them. Um, so our organization is a youth organization that uh, a bunch of youth from different backgrounds who all support Palestine. Um, I'm personally Palestinian, so born and raised here in Colorado. Um, so we've created this um, in hopes to be a part of the difference, to be a part of the change and like, because we notice that, you know, it's not all organizations really get their feet and start running, you know what I mean? So. Um, we want to actually move pieces and, and get the ball rolling and and make things happen. So that's that's why we're out here right okay, now okay.
3: So interesting growing up here and being palestinian. Yeah, how would you gauge the temperature as far as like? Support
4: yeah, as in uh, support like here here in the states. Yeah
3: Well, in, in, yeah, and in, I don't know where else you've right. been and how you compare it, but what do you what's right. your, What's your take on how that? you yeah. think people are changed, Starting to change their minds and
4: yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that's a great question. I definitely do. I think that. So we're we're first generation, and so our parents moved here. Um, and so just to think about their their uh, upbringing and their parents' upbringing. My grandma was displaced in 1948. Um, they had something instilled in them back then that was like, don't talk about Israel, don't talk bad about them, because bad things happen if you if you rebel, essentially. Um, so to be born in America and born with, you know, American rights and the right to freedom of speech and the right to all of these things, um, we have realized that we're a lot more powerful than what we once thought we were. So I think that now that it's almost 2024, the narrative has shifted with the, you know, with social media and people really using, um, their voice and a camera being in the pocket of everyone in Palestine, right? That things are coming to light and you can't really stop that. You know what I mean? Because... Uh, before it was easier to censor the media and a lot of the mainstream media is still censored, but social media can't be, and so um, no matter uh, how they go about it, I think that definitely the narrative is changing, people have seen more, because at the end of the day, it's 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 not all that complicated as people would make it out to be. If you do your research and you just do like five minutes of it, it's pretty clear to see what's going on. And, and people have been realizing that. People have been making their own decisions. And so yeah, definitely a shift for sure. Yeah.
3: So have you are you happy with the your with e- the results of your efforts? Like yeah. uh, in terms of like what what it's kind of changes you wanted to see brought yeah. about in in the state
4: and beyond? And yeah. so um, like my body honestly. Not entirely. And that's not to say, but that's not on a people level. I think on a people level, I'm more than happy. I think that we've had a lot of people show support for Palestine that we never knew we would, right? And um, all of these organizations who are a part of that and all of these protests happening are a part of that and in, in gathering people and in, in, in backing the cause. But... I mean, there's still corruption and there's still problems, you know, politically, right? And so things like APAC that you can't just solve with the protests, you know what I mean? And you, we, we, we write and we call our representatives every day to no avail. So um, the the people in power, I'm not happy with, but the power of the people I am. Yeah. Who do
3: you think yeah. most needs to hear this message? And what what's the main message you want
4: to just drive yeah. home? I would say to those people who aren't on a side of this conflict and uh air quotes on that yet i would say to those people educate yourselves i think that's the biggest thing um we we've had too many times in history where people are either on the wrong side of history or did nothing to be on the right side of it, right? And so we think about, well, how did things like the Holocaust happen? Well, it's because people were complacent, and they shouldn't have been, right? None of these things should have ever happened. And Palestine is another one of those things. And the people, what's going on in Gaza is another one of those things. So stand on the right side of history, educate yourself, um, look at, look for the truth, and make your stance.
0: However it was that you came upon this podcast... I urge you to continue to inform and educate yourself on what's happening. There's quite a lot to learn still, and new details are emerging daily. I also urge you to avoid most of the Western corporate media, as they tend to be heavily slanted in favor of Israel. There is a lot of quality, fact-based investigative reporting from news organizations like the Electronic Intifada they're one of the most, if not the most, thorough and extensive independent news organizations reporting on this. In the meantime, I'll continue to keep an eye on the International Court of Justice and their findings, and put out new episodes until this crime against humanity, this needless bloodshed, comes to a definitive end. Curious Naked Diatribes is part of the Javi Media Network on the web at javimedia.net Send email to info at Javi dot net Javi Media.